Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of a fandom access. I am a faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, tonight, we have... Uh, the girls will be talking about Dead City. And then we have Manifest, The Lazarus Project, The Amazing Silo, and Star Trek Strange New Worlds. So, we got a full slate tonight. And as soon as I get some co-hosts, <clears throat> we'll get crack whacking. So, uh, what else have I watched? I don't, I, I feel like I don't watch anything other than the podcast show. <laughs> I can't think of, uh, I haven't really watched much else lately. I've been very busy. Uh, hmm. Indiana Jones 5 comes out this weekend. 5? Yeah, yeah, 5. Can't wait to see that. And I have a co-host, yay. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Hello, Phantom Max. Good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? Good. Ready ready for another night of podcasting. Oh, yeah. I think we should have Jamie with us in a minute, right? I would hope so. So you guys can talk about, I'm sure, what is a wonderful new show. It's a fantastic new show. I gave you a little preview of it last week. Dead City. Lucky me. Yeah, uh, it should only take a few minutes. Nothing really happens on this show. Um, More uh, like dead franchise. Dead, yeah, dead franchise. That's what they should be calling it. Um, she, she should be here. I can text her in a minute, but she might just be held up um, because I did talk to Jamie uh, not that long ago. Um, but anyway, yeah, it, you know, I said to Jamie, um, and this is something that you'll uh, be familiar with, I said to her earlier today, that, um, it, like, these shows aren't even, like, zombie shows anymore. Like, the zombies aren't a thing. It could be an alien invasion. It could be monsters. It could be, like, just a straight-up hostile military from another country. Um, it's just, like, it could be anything, right? The zombies have ceased to be, like, really part of the mythology almost. I guess this new Daryl Dixon spinoff maybe is trying to... Um, I mean, essentially they're not part of the mythology, but there has been no, uh, they're barely in it. The zombies are barely in it anymore, and they barely do anything. Um, it's mostly just like an end-of-the-world type show, which I get. Hello. Greg Nicotero, hey, Jamie. Greg Nicotero did all the Jamie. interesting zombie kills like two years ago, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> hi, Jamie. Hi. I was so just I uh, talking about Dead City. Um, you know, to I, I guess what you're saying, but I think the thing, and this is what I said to you, I feel like um, after having watched the full series, I feel like, though, that if um, if you hadn't watched the other show, like I feel like other than the fact that they mentioned, you know, what what Negan did to, to Glenn a few times and kind of that kind of thing, it doesn't seem like a spinoff to me, does it seem? Like, it, it's it's a different... Well, I don't want to say it's a different tone because it's sort of the same tone, but it's just, I don't know. To me, it doesn't seem like a spinoff. Not necessarily well, in a bad way. It doesn't seem like a spinoff. But, I mean, um, so you've seen the whole thing. I have to I have to disagree with you because the basis of the show right now, at least, is 
like Maggie's r- relationship with Negan and the tension between them and what Negan has done and how Maggie feels about him and all that, right? Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's what I said. Besides, I mean, yeah, yeah. between the two of them, yes. But, I mean, the story itself, like, they don't really talk about, like, other things that are in the show. Like, it doesn't right. reference really anything in that sense is what I mean. But I don't know. I didn't dislike the show. Like you said, it's not, I mean, it's not the best show ever, but I think it's, like, a lot better than Fear had been. But I, I mean, That's overall, not saying much. I, yeah, I know, true. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. Like, I liked it. I didn't. It was, like I said, it, I mean, was it the absolute best? No, but I did like most of it for the most part. Um, really? I, so, but I, I also so, again, saw it like in two sittings. Whether that makes a difference, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's only six had, episodes, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think I watched I think like, she, the pilot and then I sat down and watched the rest. I think it's very lazy. I think that I said, you know, we traded some messages today that it's the typical Walking Dead villain, a completely sadistic, yeah. psychotic person who is just, like, cruel and kill people for no reason and, like, has no real, like, uh, uh, I mean, you know, he's the same as, well, as Negan was for a while, as Padre is, as Terminus was, as the cop, like, they're all, well, the Commonwealth was not really crazy, but they were just selfish. But there's no, like... We, it's been a long time since we saw a villain that had a point of view that we could really since the since Fear the Good was on the ranch was the last time that we had a an antagonist that was not just an outright sadistic nutdom. Um and so I feel like what we're seeing is the same thing we always see. Like what we saw this week was some like an antagonist group on motorcycles who came and killed a bunch of people for no reason. Um, until Megan defended them. And, look, it's two episodes, it's one-third over, and, like, nothing has happened, right? We don't really know why this guy kidnapped Herschel, what he's up to, what's happening, what's going on, who who the hell any of these people are, like, right? Like, it's a one-third over, nothing's happened. Yeah, I mean, I will say, I'm trying to think how to say this without saying something as well. Some things are maybe not exactly what you expect i will say that like i was surprised with some of the stuff that as the season progresses you find out but yeah it's going to make much of a difference to the way you feel i don't know maybe not um yeah i mean it's kind of like though the same thing we say we say with theory time like it's it's very well acted but the script yeah. isn't always yeah you know the the best um but yeah, I don't know. I, I um, definitely enjoyed it better than I enjoyed the mid-season uh, finale of Fear, or, or oh, yeah. I think it was mid-season finale, but of Fear. Um, that which was I don't. I think you you talked about that last week huh, when I wasn't here. Yeah, Cause yeah. I mean, it was, was just perfectly crazy. terrible and ridiculous. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, Morgan. Morgan had. I mean, the things that happened, starting with how a supposedly eight-year-old child carried a dead weight, unconscious Morgan, you know, to rescue him. Uh, and, she, and like, it happens off screen, and then she's just like, oh, I carried you. <laughs> or the part where Morgan's like, you'll never find the houseboat, and then Madison finds the houseboat. Like, in this week's episode of Dead City, there was this, you know, Negan uh, kills, he captures 
uh, the, I forget what they're called, the motorcycle people. He captures one of the motorcycle people and uh, kills him in a very brutal and theatrical fashion uh, as a way to sort of intimidate and send off the opposing gang, right? And he, yeah. he gives a little speech to Maggie where Maggie's like, oh, you're a monster or whatever, and prior to that kill. And he says, no, Maggie, I was only a monster when I had to be defend my people. Uh, you know, this guy's a real monster. I wasn't a real monster. I only – and it, it's fundamentally untrue. It's patently yeah. false. And she sort of accepts it, which isn't good. See, the thing is, too, is that it's not this I, – I get the fact that they're trying to say that Negan did the things he did to protect people. Like, I think that's kind of the point of this. Like, And we've talked before about if you see it from the other point of view – like how well, we I mean, talked about like how Rick attacked his people and things like that. But I mean, yeah, but, but Megan still like seems to relish in it, which is what I find the problem with. Like he's supposed mm-hmm. to be a good guy now, but he seems to, in my opinion, I don't want to say he enjoyed killing that guy, but it clearly did not bother him. And he overzealously killed him. <laughs> so, yeah. that I mean, yes. Yes, he was very, it was, it was overzealous, it was theatrical, he was trying to, like, they only had, like, one bullet or no guns or whatever, and he was trying to be the scary guy, I get it, but, um, like, Negan's never been a villain who, like, we talk about how bad guys think they're the good guy, but Negan's never been that guy, like, again, the Otto's on the ranch in, like, season two of Fear the Walking Dead, where it was really about a, um, a battle for resources, and until they introduced the psychotic son, who, by the way, you know, he's, he, like, that's all spoiled with Fear the Walking Dead, right? Um, do you, have you seen that? Do you know who? What, say that again? The pair of hands that had Alicia's chopped off skeleton arm. It's been spoiled oh, yeah. online who that is. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, Negan's never been this guy. And Negan, like, you know, Negan can say I was never a monster except I was fighting my people. But remember when Negan, like, forced all the women to be his wives? Uh, and, like, basically, like, sexually assaulted every woman who, like, was, I'll kill your husband if you don't, like, become one of my multiple wives and sleep with me. Uh, That's not being done to protect your people or when he put a hot iron on Dwight's face or when he killed, before he killed Glenn, he killed Abraham really just for fun, right? So he's really a terrible person. Um, And that was a lie that he told to Maggie. Now, there's some criticism on, like, people feel a lot like you and I have that they're trying to retcon. They have been for several seasons now trying to retcon Negan as sort of like a misunderstood, uh, like, repentant or redeemed, or not redeemed yet, repentant, and a good guy now, as you said. But did you see the comments that Jeffrey Dean Morgan made online this week or in some outlets this week? No, I did not. No, I didn't. He said that, yes, it's untrue, yes, it's a lie, but Negan really believes that. Like, like they're not maybe trying to retcon Negan or make us think it, but Negan thinks it, or that's the story that Negan tells himself so he can, like, that's sleep true. at night. Those are my words. But Morgan that said, like, is. Negan believes in it, and he's maybe kind of delusional, and it's no, not true. It's not true. Yeah. But that maybe is a story Negan's telling himself or um, – I mean, I'm not really down – with if this new show is trying to like redeem Negan or make Negan seem not so bad by introducing a villain who is worse, who's more sadistic. I don't know, but I'm a little bored with um, 
with villains who are violent for the sake of shocking violence. Like when he chopped that zip line and made that guy fall like 18 stories to his death for really no reason. Like, it, like it's just meant to shock us with how evil this guy is. It's not meant to really like, it, I feel like it's not really showing me. I mean, the zip lines are part of the coolness of maybe of like zombie apocalypse in Manhattan, but um, I felt like, I, I don't know, he, like could have done so much more with like the King of Manhattan and what it means to be like in the apocalypse, in the zombie apocalypse in Manhattan instead of having this guy who's just a, you know, and they made him like, I guess, like, you know, he's, um, he's a Croat. Uh, he's not, you know, he's, uh, uh, he's, uh, of another, he's got an accent and he's like, you know, of another ethnicity or whatever. I just feel like he's a little bit of a, uh, we'll see what, what, um, you know, the actor, uh, whose name is, uh, uh, Escaping me, and which I can't pronounce without looking it up. Anyway, Zelko. Um, I can't pronounce Zelko. Zelko Ivanic. I think is how you say it. He's, yeah. he's a fantastic actor who we love, right? And so we'll see what yeah, he does yeah. with it. And and you know maybe he can. I mean, he always plays. He's a good bad guy. He plays a good bad guy, and so I'm willing to see what he can do with it. But I do wish the writers would be maybe a little more original in their in their villains, not just be psychos. And I, I'm going to say it again because I said it last week, Jamie. How can and I said it to you on text. How can the apocalypse have gone so far that um, you can just own a bar now and people sit around in a bar like survival so easy that you're on a bar and there's unlimited electricity. And the idea they even said it on the app, Dead City after show like, oh, the Croat, he was a he used to be a scientist and he figured out how to make fuel. What? That's their entire explanation. He used to be a scientist and he figured out how to make fuel on the island of Manhattan, which isn't exactly fully populated with refineries. At least on Fear the Walking Dead, when they had that stupid storyline, they were actually extracting oil out of the ground and having child laborers, like, refine mm-hmm. it. Remember that? Like, at least mm-hmm. they gave us an explanation of how they learned how to make gas. Uh, it was baloney, but at least they tried, right? This guy, like, yeah. lives in Manhattan and somehow is making fuel out of, like, God knows what, right? Yeah, but I mean to be fair, I don't really watch the show for the believable science. But I, you're right, I get you're right. You're, you're right. They do. I need do you to be my reality kind of check and remind me. To, I've given up yes. on trying to like make things like that make sense. But thank <laughs> you, thank you, Jamie. Thank you for that. I'm watching like the eighth spinoff of The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah. And this is not why we're watching. And we're going to talk about shows about time travel and that are set in outer space after this, uh, and in a hundred and forty story underground silo. So I need to like not hold this show to a higher standard. Yeah. So thank you for I mean, my reality check. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, overall, I don't, like I said, I don't think it's a horrible spinoff. Is it the most, you know, innovative, fantastically written show? No. But yeah. what it is, I didn't, I, I didn't dislike it, I guess, as much as you seem to be. But again, mm-hmm. I watched it all together. Um, and it, but it's definitely better than Fear's been lately. So yes, again, yes, it's it it a lot. Right. I don't know, but you're right. Um, and you know, yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Cohen do, they're you know they do uh, the best work they can with the lines they're given, um, mm-hmm. and they do have a chemistry between them. They they do like you know the tension and the hatred crackle yeah. on my screen. Yeah, not in like a sexual tension way though. Let's mm-hmm. be clear when you say no, that. No, like I hate each other tension. Yeah. Yeah, and I do I do appreciate that part. But um, yeah, the other thing I'm going to say is, how do you feel about the fact that there's another time jump? I don't know how I feel about that though. Although, 
maybe that makes it concurrent with the other show. I can't keep up when what, you know, <laughs> I never keep up the timeline. Um, but I, it may have been an excuse to age up, to age up uh, Herschel, Herschel, and I'm not like sure that might be because like there are fewer laws when you work with an older actor, uh, right? They can, not, I mean, not that they're trying to break the law, but they can work more um, and don't have to go to school as much, and they can work more hours, and it's just easier to work with an older actor. Uh, I don't know if it's because uh, they wanted to just like get to a point where they can say, it's been 10 more years, everybody's got gas now and electricity, and we don't have to worry about these resources, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, it's all, everything's fixed it, you know, there's this bit about how there's new Babylon and the marshals who, like, I don't understand that side plot because they have this, like, pseudo-fundamental, like, they also, they're like, we're going to kill Negan by flipping him upside down and cutting him in half very slow, like, what? What the hell was that? It was like a, like a mid, like a dark ages level of punishment and felt kind of like, I mean, not biblical because that's not in the Bible, but they, it's New Babylon. They have a vaguely, like, religious sort of thing going on, and they're very, like, right? Like, and it's sort of, like, I don't understand the introduction of the whole New Babylon thing, except, I mean, they, you know, they've got this, this sheriff, this warden who's following them, and I guess he's going to become part of their group. Like, it's a way to add more people, but, like, I don't understand, like, Built that that bit of world building in a six episode show. I, I imagine it's because they plan yet another spinoff. Um, but the time jump, you know what, Jamie? The time jump has to be about meeting it all up in the Rick Grimes movies or show or whatever it's going to be now, right? It has to all be about that. And they have to give Daryl time to get kidnapped and like go in like what a freaking rowboat across the ocean to France or whatever and like get back. Like it would be years. Like, like. Like maybe it's part of like catching them all up together in the end. Mhm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it could be. I mean, for Daryl to get to France and back would have to be like a year. I don't know. Anyway, the time jump maybe it's either about aging up Herschel or about bringing all these things together somehow in the next like in like the next step the franchise takes. I guess. I don't know. You yeah. better not think about it. We shouldn't think about it, really, right? Yeah. And yeah. take your advice and not think about it. Yeah. I so. mean, it is It is what it is. But, yeah. Um, yep. I mean, that's not really what you're – I mean, these shows are just kind of shock and awe, you know, crazy yeah. – Zombies. I mean, that's a, but you're right too. What, what you said, there really isn't a lot of a lot of walkers. There is like, I mean, there is a lot of walkers in this series. I feel like so it might just be the beginning of the season, but the show isn't necessarily always about that anymore. So it's hard to tell. Hey, but, actually, um, let me ask you a question quickly before we dispense with this show. So the marshal, whose name I don't know, but the marshal who wears that like western coat, who's following them to New York for some unknown reason, like he's following them to New York. Uh, to kidnap because, like, Negan's a wanted man. But when he gets to New York, he actually has a piece of paper in his pocket, which appears to maybe be his brother's address, and he goes there and breaks through the flimsiest door in the entire city of New York. Oh, my God. He busted down the apartment door in, like, one second, right? Mm-hmm. And and he's, like, I assume it's his brother or whoever that guy is is dead. He has killed himself, and he's dead in there, right? But yeah. to me, the body looked fairly fresh. I mean, he shot himself in the head so he didn't turn. But that was not a person who's been dead. The, the, where's got to be what? Herschel's like 15 
and he was born like multiple years into like we're we're more than 15 years into the apocalypse now that is not a body that's been laying there for 15 years right so yeah i, I was like what, what what are you asking me i don't know if what happened was necessarily what it was referring to in the in the letter, if that's what you mean. I was a little confused no. about that, to be honest, when I first saw it. I, I was like, I was like, did that guy himself. just kill himself? Like, did that guy just kill himself? Did he live, like, all this time and then just kill himself, like, a few months ago? Because there's no – it's the city of Manhattan in the apocalypse. Rats would have eaten that body in, like, in like a day, yeah. right? Like, what are the rats yeah, Where are the worms? Where are the, where are the bones show? A 15-year-old dead body would be heavily decomposed. So it made me think – like yeah, I don't there, think it's is there supposed to be fifteen years that that the person was dead, but right. Um, so he killed himself. So it made me think, like, is there like is there a story there? Am I going to learn more about this? Except it's only a six episode show. But I was like, is that important? Is that important that the brother killed himself well, there's, recently? There's more about it later. I mean, I don't know that it's like like a huge okay. huge huge story plot. But I mean, it's it's important. They'll come back to it. I was confused yeah. when I first saw it, but um. It'll make a little bit more sense later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Somebody's okay. talking. Here's Sorry, somebody that in the my, 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 that's my that's my computer made a noise. Oh, okay. Made a little talking there. Um. So, okay. So I guess that's about it. Four more weeks to go. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, should we move it along here? Yep. Although I, because I haven't, I still haven't seen anything. I don't haven't seen the one silo either, and I'm so behind in everything else. I've been. Did you? I'm did getting you, you haven't seen anything. Well, not that you guys have watched. No. You know what? Did we you not watch all about of Silo yet? Is that new Disney Plus show? I haven't seen. Oh, I, I did not it. watch I it. I forgot about that too. I have not watched the oh, end shit. of Silo. Like, I know what happened because I was talking about it with somebody and I know the ending but I haven't actually seen the episode like in its of entirety what? like I watched Silo? Like pieces of Silo yeah so I, I'm yeah. not going to really be much help to comment on it um, I've been trying to catch up on things and in the meantime um, do interviews you're still... yeah, the problem is this week is they're shoving like a month into a week it seems like because if the, if the actors strike there's going to be nothing so it's yeah. like really really chaotic so I'm even, even more behind <laughs> If anything, so uh, all right. So you know you're, what? you're behind speaking, on every show speak, we watch. You're yeah. your head on screeners. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Speaking basically. of things in that in that area, um, did you hear that we'll be lucky if we have uh, season five of Stranger Things by 2025? Shut up. Uh, uh, I read it yesterday. It's way too long. Yeah, I don't know. Those kids. Will, those kids gonna, are going to be. Those kids are going to be like. Well, that's, so that's part of the problem too, because uh, well, because the writer strike is part of the problem. You know, it takes forever and a day to make that show in the first place, um, mm-hmm. and you know now all these now all the actors from the show they're branching out, they're doing other things, they're joining other franchises. So mm-hmm. not only is it already the big, you know, the, the all these other problems. Now when they do say, okay, we're ready, let's do this. Now they got to work around. It everybody's schedule. But they'll still do yeah. it because they're, be. they're already signed for it, right? So they kind of have to. Oh, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely happening. It's just a matter of when we actually get it. Yeah. So, uh, Tom Jones, and, and I you know see what? it being the and, 90s. And, and you know what? 
But you, but you know what? This goes back to what I complain about all the time is how these streaming shows seem to think that they can take forever and a day to give us a new season. Yeah. You know? Who knows if people even care mm-hmm. about the time it comes on, yeah. I mean, exactly. We'll, exactly. we'll watch it because we were talking you know, about it's, it. But it's it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's like waiting for the winds of winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God, the winds of winter. That's Game of Thrones, right? Uh, yeah, that's the last yeah. Game of Thrones okay. book. Okay. Yeah, Martin's been writing for like 15 was. years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Jamie, right. if you're not caught up on really any show that AJ and I are going to talk about, um, what do you have in the hopper that you want to talk about? While you're here. Um, well, I do want to say one thing, though, before I forget. I did see one thing this weekend. I don't know if you, you guys have probably seen it. I haven't. But, I mean, I've already probably seen i seen the preview for the Marvels. Um, I, I finally got to go see The Little Mermaid. <laughs> I didn't want to go see it. I finally got to go see it. They had a preview of the Marvels. I enjoyed the preview of the Marvels. Of what? A Secret Invasion? Yeah. No. Well, no, I've seen preview of that, too. But, no, they had a preview of the Mar- the movie. Is it called The Marvels? With, oh, the with, Marvels. Um, yeah, the Marvels. Marvels. Yeah, the Marvels. Yeah, the Marvels. Well, I've seen the trailer of that. I just oh, really? Yeah. I went to the movies the other day, and I did not see that. I saw a bunch of really shitty previews for crappy movies. Yeah. No, that was the one preview. <laughs> um, but, but other than that, I'm trying to think, what have I seen? The one show I've seen that I just did the junket for today, I don't know if you guys watch or, the stuff or not, but I think we had commented. I think AJ saw the one show before we talked about. Um, it's uh, a Harlan Coben show. Didn't AJ? Didn't you say you watched Safe before? Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's the, an author who does who's like writes mystery novels. Harlan Coben. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple Netflix series. Uh, Safe There's and Stranger. In English, there was other series that were made in other languages. But anyway, um, there's a new series called Shelter. Um, that you know, I said that. I better double check. Prime. I am so mixed up on where my shows come from anymore. But um, I'm doing so much shit, my brain doesn't want to keep it straight. But um, I really liked it. They only sent um, the three episodes uh, so far for that, but I thought it was really, really good. It's um, it's it take it's about it's sort of a I don't want to say it's a teen show because it's not. I mean, it, it's based around you know kids that are in high school, but it doesn't feel like a teen show. But it's still like a mystery mm-hmm. it's got stuff about the holocaust it's about kidnapped kids it's it's good it's really good um so i suggest when that comes out you read it i was trying to see when it said it was it doesn't have the description of the date in it but anyway <laughs> there's that okay um all right yeah, that's coming and uh I'm trying to think foundation but that's season two that's not new um I'm sorry. I just my brain is yourself. Oh, hijack was the other good thing that I watched. That I very much enjoyed um, that's coming. Um, that is Apple TV. It's with Idris Elba. It's about a plane hijack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, oh yeah, I saw the, I saw the, I saw the series, right? It's like yeah, I like set in the hijacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Mm-hmm. And then of course from the season finale of from. Which was crazy, Karen. You got to sort of watch in the show. I love it. I'm gonna have to sign up and pay for pay for <laughs> It's it's worth it to see the end of it. I think. Um, All right. I All right. Talked to Liz Saunders and Scott McCord. Those are up. Um, so yeah. Oh, cool. But well, I don't want to watch. That, I want to read them stuff until I watch. But yeah, yeah. Well, they're not. I don't. I don't think I got any super spoilers in it. But um, 
but still, oh, and heels. See, a lot of it's like things that are, are like, you know, second or whatever season, so they're not necessarily yeah. new things. But uh, I did but, a yeah. new thing this week. Zach Ryan's coming. That's I did a new thing. I did a, I did a junket, covered a junket for Jamie for this new show, Praise Petey, right, which is a yep. an, a 30-minute animated series. Which we didn't realize was animated. I didn't realize it was animated until there's been like there's been almost no press about the show. It's been in the works forever. Stars, what's her name? Annie Annie Murphy from Shit's Creek uh, does the lead voice, and it's about okay, get this, AJ. It's about a girl. She's like a twenty-something New York City working at a fashion magazine, kind of one of these like stereotypical, very self-centered. Generation Z, what they call them? Generation Z, is how they call them, right? Um, she's totally self-absorbed, lives in New York City, has a great job. And her, fa- and her father, her estranged father dies, and she inherits his town. He runs a cult in Georgia or in the south somewhere, and she becomes a cult leader, and she's, like, trying to run it like a business. Anyway, it's kind of, um, you know, animated stuff That's is not so my gig. It reminded me kind of, you know, there, I did this show recently. I, I covered a show um, for Science Vision, uh, Single Drunk Female, uh, which I really liked. That's not animated. That's a 30-minute yeah, like, comedy. I like that, dark comedy. I, like, I like that, too. And, and so Petey, the main character, Petra, Petey, she reminds me a lot of Sarah from Single Drunk Female and that she's like this very self-absorbed, 27-year-old who's going through life and kind of seeing things as it as it pertains to her and has to learn to open her world up a little bit. Um, except that Praise Petey is like a little like more, a little funnier and a little more, um, the comedy is a little uh Well, it's, I would different. hope it's funny because she's trying to, if the premise is trying to run a cult like a business, I would, I would hope it's a comedy. <laughs> and she's trying to, like, her thought, like, she, the things she learns about the way it runs, she's like, we're going to change it. It's a little bit of a, it's a, little bit of a metaphor for um, younger employees and older employees in a corporation and some people who run the corporation a certain way and some young people have new ideas. Like, it's a little bit of a metaphor for a corporation, the, the cult, right, the, the cult mm-hmm. town. Um, I will say it's a fantastic cast. So John Cho is the leading voice is the leading man, um, who's like sort of a frenemy, will they or won't they kind of thing. And Amy Hill, who I love on Magnum PI as um, uh, what's her name? Amy, her, Amy Hill's name on the show. She's a lady that like runs the estate. Amy Hill is in it. And um, there's fantastic, fantastic guest voices. You know, these animated shows have these most amazing people do, like, these bit parts all the time. Um, and so – and Amy Murphy gave a great interview. So that'll be up – like, it was just yesterday. It'll be up in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Getting, getting everything – oh, and also, I don't know, it just reminded me when you said that. I also uh, talked to Jamie Bamber uh, for Can Confidential, too. Which will be hopefully. Oh, Danny Bamber, um, he's the hot guy from um, from from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I didn't even I don't know. I guess just because of everything going on, I didn't even mention that show. Like when I talked to him, I don't know why. Like I was thinking of it when I dialed in, and then after I said completely blank and didn't say anything about it. Not that I needed to, but you would think I would have at least mentioned it. But no, I didn't. Mm. (laughs) Well, that's um, all right. I like it. I don't know. Again, it's not really like the kind of show we normally talk about. It's sort of like a 
a murder mystery type, you know, case of the week show. Um, it's kind of like old school. I like the um, his character in the, in the main detective. He's like kind of um, not a cop, but he helps her out, but he also annoys the shit out of her. And they fight a lot. Like, I like it. I don't like their relationship. But mm-hmm. It's not really like necessarily the type of show we talk about on the air. Um, but that's yeah. out. Uh, that's for Acorn. Um, oh, okay. So, you guys probably don't even get, but that's for Acorn. No. Um, so, yeah. Oh, the Acorns. Acorns are, is a is a Acorns like a streaming like British. Little, yeah, it's, little, it's a British it's streaming. Like British thing. Box, but it's not. It's the yeah. other one that's up. Yeah. They have some good shows. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there's well, that. But well, yeah, most before of my you lately, been getting ready for stuff and watching screeners. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I went to see Asteroid City over the weekend, which is the new Wes Anderson movie. And I don't know, like, I think maybe Jamie is the type of thing Jamie might not. Um, um, Jamie might actually like it. Uh, AJ, I don't know if you watch much Wes Anderson. Um, I don't like Wes Anderson at all. I don't love Wes Anderson. I don't like some of his stuff. I like I, I like the um, Grand Budapest Hotel a lot. Um, I think, and I thought Paris Dispatch was, uh, okay, this this movie, I bring it up only because it's called Asteroid City. It is set in the 1950s in one of these deserts. It's like sort of like a, it's not Area 51, but it's one of the, it's like a desert town that a meteorite hit, and it's called Asteroid City because the meteorite is there, and there's like a science fair going on, and, they, and like there's like, like they're interested in space, uh, but it's like a, it's in the 50s, and um, there is an alien who appears momentarily in the movie. Um, I would not really call it a science fiction movie. I would call it a Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson at his most Wes Anderson. Um, and, you know, for those of you listening who know Wes Anderson, his style is very kind of flat. Like his sets are very... Like, it's clearly, like, a painted backdrop behind you, like the old, tiny movies. And the perspective is very flat, right? The sets are very flat. It's got this sort of, like, but it's all very colorful and so many things to see in the background. And his actors, in Asteroid City in particular, they deliver their lines in a very flat kind of a way, right? So, AJ, you probably would hate it. Uh, And it's probably not worth seeing Jeff Goldblum deliver one line as the alien. (laughs) Because the, he's like, anyway, it was um, it was Wes Anderson. It was kind of, you know, there were some good parts. There were some, everyone's in it. Everyone's in it. You know, it's Wes Anderson. Hollywood actors love to be in Wes Anderson movies. Um, anyway. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I've never understood that. Because he's what an everybody's auteur. Because he's an auteur. Um, so, anyway, uh, I saw that. So, um, and I watched a bunch of other stuff on TV that has nothing to do with the type of thing we cover on the show, and I might skip it and text it to you instead um, and good. not bring it up. Uh, Jamie, I, you're still kind of kept – Jamie, I wish you good luck with the writer's strike, weathering the onslaught of advanced publicity. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't uh-huh. know. My brain this week is just like there is so much, and like I was asking you, help me with this, help me with that, trying to figure out how to even balance all this. I got, I think, a no from like something like three different things, and yet I also turned down a couple things. Like that's 
I mean, there's like four or five junkets each day this week. It is crazy. So, and now I'm like mm-hmm. even more, like, I thought it was going to be caught up soon. <laughs> now I'm like, well, at least if there's a strike, I got some time to catch up. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Total. So. But uh, I still have screeners to watch tonight. I haven't even started yet. So i got to wake up and, oh. and do that. It's for a show called Twisted Metal, which I guess is based on a PlayStation uh, game. It's it's Anthony Mackie is the lead. Who I didn't Oh, I like Anthony Mackie. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're they're making a movie based on Twisted Metal. It's a series, but yeah, it's like a half an hour. Oh, even worse, right? Oh my god. Well, I don't know yet because I don't know if it's any good. But uh, well, AJ, you played the game? A long time ago. I don't know. No well, me. look, I mean, you know, there were like a lot of there was like a bad Mario movie, and then there was a great Mario movie. 20 years later, right? Um, so, you know, and there was Halo, which was I thought was terrible, and there was The Last of Us, which was fantastic. So you never know what they can do with a video game. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't seen it yet, so I can't comment uh, one way or another, but uh, I'm about ready to do that. I was going to say, the other thing that I think is kind of funny is um, tomorrow I, I have Foundation and I have Twisted Metal, and uh, one person from each is... Uh, from Marvel, because <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. one twisted metal is Thomas Hayden Church, and then um, also we paid. So two more watchers tomorrow. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that is kind of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, so, all right. About, but let me mention something to you guys. I'm trying to find out about it. I was freaking out trying to look at it while I'm talking to you guys. I don't even know if it's legit or not. I don't know. A couple people like reacted to it. I can't. My page looks fine. Oh, my uh, Facebook page, like the page for Wait, what? Yeah. You got a little bit, you got a little bit garbled there. What is your question? Can you hear me? On the, yeah, uh, go ahead. The page for sci-fi vision on Facebook, the, like the actual page for it. Oh, yeah? I got a, a message. I don't know if it's actually from Facebook. I'm trying to find out. It seems like maybe it's just a comment. I don't know if it might be fake saying that my, that it has copyright infringement and they're going to shut down the page. So I don't know. I'm trying to find out. No, don't believe like, that. Do not believe but that. But if you guys yeah. see something it's that's done. working for you, it's, it no. came as a Facebook notification. So it's definitely like it's a, the notification don't, don't from trust Facebook. It. Don't, don't, don't that trust that it from Facebook. Go on don't your Facebook page right Facebook. now and it looks fine. I don't know that it came from Facebook. Yeah. I'm on your Facebook page right now. It looks good. Yeah, the Sci-Fi Vision page, not my personal page. Yeah, I'm on Sci-Fi Vision right now. It looks great. Necessary Monster from, yeah, all your stuff is up there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to find out. I'm trying to Google to see if it's a scam. Facebook once sent me a message that they were going to, like, shut me down for posting porn, which, you you know, my Facebook page, I have, like, a picture of my cat and a, and a bluegrass cover, yeah, right? And that's like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the reason why I question is the wording. It says, you must follow these steps within 14 days. Otherwise, your service will block your account automatically forever. Like, no. usually things Bye. they say no. in those wording. That doesn't seem... Yeah. So, I will find it. Lie. Either way, I don't yep. have anything copyrighted except what I'm allowed to post. So, yep. okay. All right. Yeah, because it says it was deactivated. It's clearly not Bye. deactivated or you couldn't look at it. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're good. All All right, right, Jamie. Hopefully I'll be more caught up by then. Hey, listen, listen, Jamie, before you go, 
Next Tuesday is the 4th of July, and I think we will not have a podcast on the oh, 4th of July, correct? Yeah, I'm thinking probably that's true. I think that we'll um, either take a week off or postpone it till Wednesday because of the season finale next week. Of, we can talk about it. And so look at me, uh, look at the page, but we'll, we'll not be on Tuesday for sure, right? Yeah, I guess whether or not we do it a different day kind of depends on whether the slot's open and Roger <laughs> works with him. Yep. We'll find out. But if yeah, not, we'll, we'll see. talk to Roger. All right, guys. Okay. All right. Have fun. Good night, Amy. Good night. All right, AJ, we got a slew of stuff to talk about. And I, I know. Yes, we um, do. What would you like to move through first? Manifest. I know. Yes, I was going to say the same thing. Let's dispense with the. Manifest, the two episodes of Manifest. So I'm trying to, like, I've got so many things in my mind that I hated that I need to actually, um, like, try to remember what actually happened. Um, because, but like, I know what happened. Like, they're, you know, they're all living in the, uh, oh, I know, I, I remember what happened. We have this ridiculous storyline where Drea has bought the, where, the Department of Homeland Security, in their infinite wisdom, built a detention facility for very dangerous people and then sold the building. They have a building that, like, shares a wall with them, and they sold it to someone who they don't know who it is, who's going to chop a hole in it? Like, what the hell was that, AJ? What was going on there? Well, they didn't know she was going to chop a hole in it. Well, what, what, I'm sorry, since when do prisons share a wall with a brownstone, right? I, like, you know, you know how it's all on the river and it's all like, it, it, it has always looked like a very independent building in its location on the river there. And then all of a sudden we find out that it's actually this like kooky, like Tribeca loft looking thing. Not really. It's not really. But it's like a, it's like, it, it's not a brownstone. It's not a loft. It's like this weird building next door that was up for sale. You would think the Department of Homeland Security, maybe they'd be like, oh, it's Drea buying it. Fine. We trust you. You're our agent. Or it's Drea. We don't trust you because you're in, like, like. Or, that was, or it's Drea. When did, you, when and how did you get pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. By the way, Drea, how and when did you get pregnant? And she actually, to me, the most unbelievable part of the whole thing was it, when we first see her walking down the street with her mother, who apparently is rich, and and she looked very. I she looked quite heavily pregnant in that first scene, right? I didn't recognize and her at first. Like I I, I, I noticed. I saw that the woman was pregnant, and I was like, "Who the hell are these people?" And then I was like, "Wait, is that Drea?" And I was yeah, like, "Me it too." Is. I had a I'm hard like, time and I was like, her. Oh, I was like, I was like, really. We're ending the show with a love triangle because now she's fucking pregnant. I'm like, what is the point of this? I have to but agree I with you, say, AJ. I find it unnecessary for her to be pregnant. What's the yeah. point of that? However, these two episodes, I got to say, were definitely better than last week, although there were some things that annoyed me. Uh, I thought they were, they were, definitely I thought they were worse. Week. I thought they were worse. I thought they were completely nonsensical. I thought... Now, I was, um, pissed, off a, I was pissed off a lot last week. I, I, you know, I thought this week that at least I wasn't pissed off. <laughs> I, you know, I think that. So, I have to say one thing in general, regardless of how you feel about any plot points, it felt very rushed. These two, the whole thing. You said it last week. It felt well, very rushed. We talked about that last that, week. Yeah. 
Yeah, you you pointed out to me last week that they didn't get the amount they didn't get the two seasons Jeff Rake wanted. It's now down to like one twenty episode season, and and it does feel rushed. And like Drea went to from like zero to heavily pregnant in one episode, and a lot of well, other we stuff also, like we also had a and, we also had a, a three month time jump. Huh? I mean, it's it's, it, more it's than two three. days before. It's I mean, three or four. It is, it is more, Somebody actually said it's three, that. No, you're right. It's three or Since four. Since the last episode. Three or four months. You're right. Three maybe, but Dre's pregnancy advanced in a, in a manner that it doesn't track that. But anyway, um, yeah, we're jumping to – now we're two days before the death date, right? You're right. It went to yeah. June because it has yep. to – June 24th, I think, is the death date. Yeah. Um, I just – I really hated the whole thing with Drea. I hate Drea being pregnant. And I hate, I also hate J- Michaela being totally cool with Dre being pregnant. The reason I hate it is because it just proves that Dre being pregnant has no point. If you're not going to make it a point of tension, then why is she even, what's the point of her being pregnant? There's what's no the point? point? Yeah. They're all like happy yeah. family, right? There's no jealousy. There's no nothing. Like, what's the point of her being pregnant? And then what's the point of her... Like, I mean, the idea that she could swing a sledge. Look, I've never been pregnant, but your <laughs> wife has been pregnant. So to me, the most unbelievable thing was that she was so pregnant and she comes in the house and she kicks off those high heels. I was like, really? I don't know a lot of pregnant girls who wear those high heels. And then change the overalls and grab a sledgehammer. Like, I don't know what, I know, uh, look, Alyssa's an energetic person, but did she do either of those things while she was pregnant? Yeah, no. It made no sense. It made no sense. Yeah, no. It makes no, no sense for her to buy the apartment next door to the prison, which is insane. Um, it bothered me that people addressed Ben as Mayor Ben. Did you hear that when someone was like, Mayor Ben, can you come here and look yeah. at the plants we're growing indoors? Um, like, that was crazy. It also makes no sense to me that... That, okay, so Cal and Vance have moved up to the cabin, to the love shack with Mick and, and Jared. And meanwhile, well, we knew that was, was going to happen after the last. Uh, everybody else week. moved into everybody else moved into Ben's house. Like, why did Egan and Angelina move into Ben's house? What was that all about? Like, that makes no sense either. Yeah, that I, I didn't get that. But I gotta I gotta say one thing. Egan is a brilliant mastermind. <laughs> Egan saw the writing on the wall. He thought he was about to be ousted from the flock. And so he made mm-hmm. the only move he could, which was make Angelina think that he loves her. <laughs> and propose. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Egan, Egan continues to be Egan continues to be the most consistent character on the show, or one of the most consistent, because that would be Olive. But he continues to be one of the most consistent characters on the show. And, and the stuff he does as as ridiculous and as much as it might annoy us, it always makes sense. It makes perfect sense. It does. I wish that we had seen a little more of that. Like, it kind of came as a shock for him to propose to her. Like, you're right, it does track with his personality, but I would, I wish we could have had a few more episodes where we could see him working her and tricking her and playing her, yeah. right? Um, I mean, of course, Angelina's kind of, they did set it up where Angelina 
she says only eight apparently now only eight people are going to live which did we know that before or is that new that only eight people are going to live that was mentioned that was mentioned last week uh briefly yeah. So only eight people can live, and um, she made a remark about uh, once we get through it, we have to start repopulating the world. She said, or something, something. Yeah, something well, yeah, because that, he, right? he, as, yeah, well, because yeah, because after they get married, he, he, he sits down next to her and he puts his arm around her, and she's like, "Don't get any funny ideas." Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, she then was, what? she's like, first we need, first we need to do this, this, and this, and then we can start repopulating the world." Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- there's an intention to do that eventually, but I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of him, like, making her, like, did she fall in love with him? Is this a business arrangement? What's going on? Like, I pre- pre- it's a business relationship, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's a staying alive arrangement for him. <laughs> it is, right? And, and, and if the lifeboat is real, which I've never thought that Egan really thought the lifeboat is real, but or or that the end of the world is real. But if it is, being married to Angelina is his way of being one of the select eight, right? Um, I think well, Negan is doing what Negan or Negan Egan is doing what yeah. Egan always does, and that's hedging. He's hedging his bets. That's you know. Yeah. If if this is real, if this is real, Angelina is the one to be with. You know, if it's bullshit, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> At least he didn't get rat poisoned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you're right. He, I mean, he, he's the one character who's written to be kind of consistent while all the whole show is falling apart around him. Ian is like kind of the best. Um, that whole Astrid storyline really was a big distraction. I thought. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't understand what the story with her was. Yeah, I didn't like, really understand I, her importance at this late point in the game where, you know, we saw that Cal is getting all the callings, and then by the end it seems like maybe all the callings might be gone after all, and there's this whole Astrid thing, and I was like, wait, how is, is Astrid suddenly the key? Like, why in episode 17, of 18 of 20, this becomes such an important thing? It didn't really make a ton of sense sense to me while there was a whole bunch of other like crazy stuff going on well i guess i mean the point of her was that's how they found drea yeah because of the the flowers in the shop and everything but i what i couldn't remember was why was why do they hate her why do they hate astrid i'm not really sure i mean she's got her girlfriend is her girlfriend is out is in the prison, is on the outside, her girlfriend is not with them, right? And so they hate that she's, like, she she left and went to Drea's house, right? She's, they find her in Drea's house, right? She, which I, I didn't get that either because I was like, wait, wait a minute, Drea's... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Which one is Astrid? I think I got my names mixed up. Astrid is the woman that was the, the, taking pills and they found her foaming at the mouth. Okay. In, in okay. Well, yeah. They kind of foaming the Okay. Okay. What's the other one? Because Astrid, we like. It's it's the one that. That's oh, the woman who's Angelina. on the brown-haired woman who is like she's kind like I feel that woman is like Egan. There's no way. There's only that's, eight of us, and there's not a seat for you, Egan. You're out, Egan. Right. That yeah. Woman. That's who they hate. That's who they hate. Whatever the hell her name is. Yeah. I forget her name. Yeah, I thought she was Astrid. No, Astrid is the woman when, that they when, find. When Cal, I think, when Cal said, uh, 
Well, the whole point. Okay, so I can explain. The whole point of the Astrid storyline is um, to show that you know the, to 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 help with the Egan storyline because with her gone, they yeah. they're poisoning her, you know, because they can only have eight. yeah, yeah. So they were weeding, you know, they were, you know, calling the herd. That was the point yeah. of her storyline. Um, yeah. Which I'm sorry, I don't really understand how uh, Jared saved her either, considering she's been ingesting rat poison slowly for like the last two yeah, weeks. Yeah. Accidentally, yeah. So, Being poisoned, yeah. You no, know, yeah. So how exactly does, yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I would think there's a lot more to uh, saving somebody that's been ingesting rat poison, which has traces of cyanide in it. Than just pumping their chest, I uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, He's uh, able to do whatever, right? Um, I mean, um, he, there he was something else, and yeah, and I could and I could be wrong, um, but I think I figured something out, and I think mm-hmm. I, I figured it out the moment that Cal figured it out because the whole the peacock. When he see when he touches, oh, I was uh, so happy to see the peacock. I was so happy because I was like, yeah, finally, yeah, so already our, a connection. Oh, yeah, to we the were too like, oh shit, the peacock. Um, mm-hmm. When the two, when those two shining points, and the peacock, and then the peacock closes its feathers, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. made like that star in the middle. And Cal got this look on his face, and I, and I actually at the same time, I was like, oh my god, I was like, Angelina's kind of right. I think, I'm not sure how exactly. But I think Cal and Angelina are the answer together. You think so? I really yeah, think I hate are. that. You I, know how much I, think, I hate that. I, I, yeah, but I don't think it's, it's not like she thinks it's going to be. Well, she doesn't. She I think they have she to thought use their. She was trying to kill. She thought she already yeah. killed the witnesses. I think. I think she had. I think they have to use their powers together to stop this. Because they both but, have so, the sapphire so in them. So you think the end game is that Cal has to convince her to use her powers for good and to help him to stop it? Some, something like yeah, the something redemption of her or the... Well, I don't know about redemption, yeah. but something to that effect, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, all right, now, now I'm, you know, and, and I'm curious how you feel about this. I was actually kind of happy about it because it was like, I felt like finally, Ben and Somni. Oh, yes. I mean, we've been calling that since, like, maybe since season, season one. one. That was in season two. We, right? we have season been. one. That they, because they had I, this yeah, chemistry together. Yep. I said something about them in season one, how he spends more time with Zombie than he does with Grace, which was okay by me because I hate fucking Grace. Um, <laughs> but And then we found out that Zombie had a wife, and we were like, okay. But then we were like, ah, you know what? She could be bisexual. And then this episode... We find out she is. <laughs> yep. They yeah. finally. I mean, why not? Yeah, I mean, the world's it's a ending. Damn time, right? And with yeah. so many time jumps, we're getting further and further away from Grace's death. And so, like, the like we're so far, we haven't seen Grace in forever, and the idea that he would still be look, you always, like look, he he loved her. She was his wife. He will always love her. He'll always miss her, but. We've gotten like through his grieving period without watching it because we've been fast forwarding, right? Grace, so was I, awful. I, I would face it; those two, Grace was awful. 
And those two have been, like, hot for each other since the day we met them, right? You know, not even so much hot for each other. They were just, just like we said, great, just great chemistry together. Just, just as being friends, even like you could always, you could, and you could always, you know, just, you could, you, you know, it's funny. We talk about this a lot of times on screen where we're like, you know, we don't feel it's earned. We feel like, you know, sometimes people are together because they say they are, you know, kind of like Michaela and uh, what's his face? Uh, Zeke. Zeke. Thank you. Um, Yeah. You know, so, but with them, we've watched it since season one and we've always said it. And it never felt forced with them. And I think part of the fact that yep. they have really great chemistry. Yeah, they do. And, like, we didn't really – we didn't ever like Grace as a character. We didn't really ever see it. But Tommy oh, and Ben awful. have had, like, not not just romantic, but, like, like intellectually they clicked. Like, they both believed yeah. in the callings. They both followed the – like, they were both these people trying to solve this puzzle, and they had this, like – Definite intellectual connection, uh, which was what it was about for a long time. And it's about time to see them finally act. And, and there was an attraction that we could see for a long time also, right? Oh, and yeah. It's about time for that to happen. I mean, it's annoying, but it's kind of like, finally, finally, let's do that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then the, at the end of the episode, we get uh, somebody I haven't even thought about, which is Adrian. Pops oh up. my God, that was crazy, right? And we, and we find well, we find out he's been in contact with uh, Egan the whole time because Egan says to him, he's like, "I told you not to come here. I told you to wait." And right? Adrian looks yeah. kind of annoyed. Can... <laughs> Adrian yeah, looks very annoyed. Adrian, the last time we saw Adrian, he was harboring Angelina. Like he had this, he had a farm full of yeah. like eighty-two-eighters, and he was harboring Angelina. And I remember Angelina, like, I forget exactly, but she kind of guilted him. And that's, why like, they, that, that's why they, that's why, that's, that's why they hate the one that was poisoning, uh, what's her face? Astrid, that's um, why they hate that's Astrid? Why, that's why, they, not, not Astrid, but the other one, the, the Oh, the one, Astrid, who, yeah, the one, the, 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 the one who was curly poisoning hair, Astrid. The one curly hair, yeah. Yeah, that's it why they because hate of her. the farm. Because yeah, she, she's the one who she, had the gun at the farm, right? Yeah. Yeah. She was involved in a... Uh, I forget. I remember seeing her with a gun. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was involved in the whole thing. Yeah, and so Adrian, she's yeah, she's she's yeah, she's been a, a much more um, I think belligerent uh, eight to eighter, sort of like a little more yeah. aggressive. Um, but Adrian's like Adrian. He harbored Angelina for a long time. Then it was like Angelina, wait, you killed a bunch of people. You got to go. Adrian's a very conflicted character. I, I, I you know, I don't necessarily dislike him. I don't. If they had written this story differently, I wouldn't have minded maybe seeing more of Adrian and less of Angelina, right? And about what the yeah. journey is about, because Angelina is a complete psycho, uh, whereas Adrian has a little more um, nuanced story going on. I was just going to say. I was just going to say. There's absolutely zero nuance to her. She is just. She's just crazy for the sake of crazy. Like they've. They've. Her. You know. Her character could have been. So so much better, and you know they could do oh, yeah. so much more with her. But she has just been, just been. She's just a carbon copy, straight up. You're crazy. That's it. There's, there's nothing, yep. no reason why you just are, and it's oh, really and, annoying. And Ho- Holly Taylor is is probably by far the yeah. most talented actor. We love on Holly show, Taylor, right? <laughs> she's incredible. We love Holly um, Taylor, and they could have made her. Yeah, 
And we know, you know, she, and we know she can do nuance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know she can. I mean, she's amazing, right? Um, so, yeah, Adrian showing up is a little interesting. Uh, again, maybe I'm sorry there's only two episodes to see where Adrian is Adrian part of the end game, and maybe I wish he could have had a little more. Adrian's been in and out of the show for years, right? He's in for a couple episodes, yeah. he's gone for a year. He's back, he's in, he's back, he's in. Um uh, he's, but he's religiously uh, like it's clear this show is going to a very sort of faith-based, religiously spiritual kind of end game in the next two episodes. I mean, Angelina's yeah. like a religious zealot. Adrian was a religious zealot, but has sort of changed his tune lately. And and then there's like the the heretic, like like not a heretic, but. Like the non-believer Egan, who's like using—that's definitely where it's going, right? So a friend of mine finished it. A friend of mine—I have this friend who, um, her family owns a farm in the middle of Nowheresville, Missouri, and she goes there. There's nothing to do forever, <laughs> and she's been like watching and watching. So two days ago, she texts me. She's like, "Oh my god, manifest is the worst." I'm like, "Where are you?" She's like, "Oh, I just started the second back of the season. She's on episode like what is this? Like episode like 11, right? Like it's so bad. I'm like, "Oh my god, girl, just you wait." And then today, uh, 24 hours later, she's like, I just finished it. Eh, I need a bourbon. She goes, I need a bourbon after this. Um, and she had some, you know, she's like, I can't believe, I won't even tell you what she said, but she felt like the ending was, um, um, maybe it was based more in feeling and emotion than in action. It's all about love. Hello, loss. That was what tears us apart about <laughs> loss, right? <laughs> AJ, I'm sorry. If it's not all about, it's about the peacock. It's all about the peacock. This show Here is all go. about the peacock. Oh, I thought these two episodes were terrible, AJ. I hated them much more than last week. I thought there was so much nonsense going on with, like, people who are, like, doing crazy shit and, and living in this crazy... Chopping down walls, being pregnant, chopping down walls, renting crap yeah, at I was, Home Depot to work through a brick wall. You know what? I think some of the stuff you, fa- you found infuriating, I kind of appreciated simply because it moved things along. You know, like chopping, you know, so should, it, should, it pregnant Andrea, should, should pregnant Andrea have been chopping down the wall? No. But guess what? They chopped down the wall. They got the people out so we can move stuff along. Because, I mean, before, you know, before that, we would have had four episodes with them sitting inside the detention center. Yeah. I, you know, I might have also been irritated. You know, something set me off in episode 17. You know what set me off? Uh, you might – remember last week? I don't know. Remember last week? Last week I said to you, oh, it's so nice that Michaela said goodbye to Zeke. And that's over now. Oh, and now she can. And, and we had this whole well, yeah. Zeke like appearance thing, right? With a calling. I was like, Zeke, please not be on the show anymore. And that guy who got Edie's heart back in season like one. Like, why is he showing up? Who can remember this shit? It's from years ago. Actually, I remembered it. So did you, right? But they're they're like making all these like <laughs> connections. I get it. It's all connected. It's important. But I was like, wait, that guy got Edie's heart. And Michaela had this big moment where she finally forgave herself for the accident with Evie, which I kind of get. And yet that has not been mentioned for maybe since season 
too, right? When something we heard about Michaela feeling, I thought she had resolved that when she yeah. like talked to Evie's mother and they had this whole like, like I thought that was done. Is it me or was that kind of a weird thing to revisit? I Did you think... feel it was done that she'd resolved that? I, 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 I thought she had. It? I thought she had. Um, I guess not. You know, you know what I thought was interesting is the way they're finding. You know, we we are seeing all these off-screen things that supposedly happened before that we never knew about. Yeah, like the balloon scene. That's a that's a new scene shot with him. You know what I mean? Like that that wasn't anything even mentioned before. Yep, that's new. It's not it's not even an old clip. Like there's been a couple. But you know what? I mean, you know what though? I mean, you know, we, we said it last week. I mean, th- these are these are the type of things though that are that seem rushed now and out of no, you know, out of nowhere because, you know, time was limited. Yes, and like Jeff Rake wanted five seasons, he got four, right? Yeah. Seen four. Well, and, he should he should have I mean, known he never, he should have known he wasn't getting five the minute he went to NBC. <laughs> <laughs> he should have yeah. known. AJ, you need to be his agent. You should be somebody's agent. Be like, NBC, really? Come on. Um, you're right. He should have known. Um, and so we have two seasons worth of stuff crammed into 20 episodes, which, you know, two seasons nowadays is usually like 13, 22, 13, you yeah. get 26 at least, right? Right? And he's got 20, yeah. But when it's, you know, but when um, it started, he had a different mindset, you know, storyline, yep, yeah. you know, in in line. Yeah. You know, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I, 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 sure. honestly, I feel like, I feel like he could have left some stuff on the editing floor. Like, I understand it's, 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 you know, shortened and there's a lot that he wanted to still do, but all the Michaela stuff in this episode, nobody would have missed it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, no. The the Dre right. the Dre pregnancy story could have been interesting if we had more time, but we don't. So. But it played out in two episodes. Don't make, don't like make, she's pregnant, don't, and don't next make, thing you know, don't Michaela's her, like, don't, don't yeah, but don't even make her pregnant. pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, like Michaela's <laughs> gonna be like the first, the moment Michaela, Michaela, the minute she found out about it, she wasn't even. I don't think she even like had a frowny face. He's like, wait, you're pregnant. <laughs> I wish you guys good luck. I hope you guys be really happy. I wish you guys really good luck. There was no, I'm like, what? Wait, you like what? You were locked in jail, and he like like he loves Michaela. He always has. I get it, but Michaela didn't even blink an eye at Dre's pregnancy. That's that's rushed. Right, maybe the baby is, will be again, maybe why, next why week in the season finale. The baby will be born. She'll be like, "Oh my god, I can't deal with it. I'm sorry." I would love that. If the baby's awesome. born in two days, that would no, no, no. It will. <laughs> no, the baby will not be born be, in two of days. Course. How? It will be because of TV. Oh. She could like fall down a flight of stairs and go into labor. It happens on soap operas every day. Yeah, but four, four, like a four-month preemie? <laughs> no, she's way more than four months pregnant. The size of that woman is way more than four months pregnant. You, who are the father of two children, you know that that woman is more than four months pregnant. 
well, then they screwed something up because it's impossible for her to be any more than four months pregnant. Well, she probably was a couple months pregnant when she found out, maybe, right? Like, a lot of times you don't know you're pregnant until, you know, she could be two months, even three months when she finds out, and then four months have gone by. That would put her, like, six or seven months pregnant. That would maybe track more with the size of her belly that we see on the show. I'll take Without getting it. into, the show should not be requiring us to talk about fertility. Um, but, <laughs> yes, <it's true. laughs> All right, yeah. And, and, on, and on that note, why don't we move on to something else? Let's move on. Okay, okay what's next? Uh, Lazarus or Strange New Worlds? Let's talk, about, let's talk about the Lazarus effect. Lazarus Project. Okay. Um, this show every week is a different show. This show is like amazing to me every week. I love this episode again. I like this show a lot. Did you like it? Oh yeah, I liked. I did like it a lot. Um, I love the uh, when he. <laughs> I loved it when he shoots Shiv, and he says, "I'm gonna bring her back, and I'll bring you back too." <laughs> which is you know, which I kind of like the fact that anybody can die at any time because of the type of show we're watching. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, yeah. it's a very interesting. Uh, it's yeah. you know, it's it's like I, I don't even know. It's just it's so insane. <laughs> it was it was really when as I watched that play out and the way George, like George is not he's been an agent for like months. I mean, granted they've t- turned back time numerous times, so maybe in his like. Maybe it's years. You know what I mean? Like, his timeline is separate from the timeline. He's been an agent for a long time. But he's never shot a person. And and the way George behaved in this episode was just crazy. Like, non-George in a lot of ways, right? And then when he shoots Shiv, I, I was like, oh, holy shit, he shot Shiv. And Shiv was like, you can't come back from this. Don't shoot me. It's going to, like, it's not a huge conversation. But when he shoots Shiv, I was like, holy shit, George shot him. And then George is like, oh, uh, I'm going to bring her back and I'll bring you back. And I was like, like, I actually wanted to ask you about that, like, how I feel about that and how you feel about that. Do you think that knowing that you have the power to turn back time, you don't have the power, but the possibility that time could be turned back makes it easier to kill a person? Or does that, like, stick with you? I think so. Um, and George <laughs> I, would think, did it, I would think so. That it sticks with you, right? Like, George did it pretty easily. I've come to the conclusion, I've actually come to the conclusion that all all the um, mutants, I feel like it it really takes a toll on them. I feel like all the mutants we've seen, they're, I mean, uh, uh, what's it called, Dennis? We only have Dennis. We three. Dennis, Shiv, Shiv, and George, and Dennis, and and Rob, George, Ross, Shiv, yeah, Rob, Rob, yeah, and and all three of them are a little fucking nutty, like you know what I mean, like they all, you know, Dennis snapped after the whole thing with his kid. Shiv has right, always been a little unhinged. What? That was some crazy shit, and I'm not sure if Dennis snapped after his kid or if Dennis had to watch his wife deliver their daughter like 14 or 15 times. 
Yeah, okay, right? well, the, the whole like, scenario, the whole scenario, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, the, the whole thing, he finally broke. It, you know, it wasn't just yeah. one incident. Yeah. I'm just saying that whole I know, I know what you thing, mean, yeah. He snapped. I, I'm actually starting to think, like, I feel like part of this episode made me think that George has the least leg to, like, George is like, I'm so distraught, my girlfriend died, it's bad, it's horrible, right? I get it. He's, he was in love with her, he wanted to marry her. He he actually saw he actually lived a future where they did get married and have a baby, right? And he's lost that. Yeah. But I feel like his loss, like I don't want to rank their losses against each other, but certainly what what what's her name Janet, the the girl the the mm-hmm. the wife, and 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 Rostrov went through Rostrov Robrov what they went through was the worst. But I feel like what Shiv went through, like like it's funny because we talked early on how Shiv was kind of a jerk when George came in. He's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a experienced um, mutant and you're not the same as me or whatever. And that was what he went through and how I thought it was really instructive how, how Shiv sees this thing happen and is there a way to change it? And he's like, I'm going to make a bunch of money and change it or whatever. And in the end, he realizes the way to change this is to turn his cousin in and his cousin has to go to prison and his cousin has been in prison now for a long time and it's horrible, but it saved all their lives. And he chose a different route than, like, George is going to, like, I'm going to blow up a nuclear bomb to get my girlfriend back. Whereas, like, Shiv is like, I'm going to put I'm gonna put him in jail, but they'll be alive. Right? Like, that's a very different approach to the timeline. And it makes me, well, like, more and more George it, is, like, George was the hero in episode one. Is he the villain now in episode four? I'm not really sure. Yeah, but, it, but the thing with Shiv is, he didn't. He doesn't. He didn't know that it wasn't going to reset again. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. Well, you never know. You never know, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. But at the time, Shiv didn't even know about it. They didn't approach Shiv until after he put his cousin in jail. So you know what I mean? So it wasn't. Wait. Say that again. Anything. He didn't know. Any time. He didn't yeah, know. He didn't know. Any of it. He didn't know what it would stick. He didn't know uh, because he was. He was still not read into the whole thing. Like he, right. he still. It wasn't like until after he was he like, he's like, do I have superpowers? Am I a god? What's going on? Right? Yeah, yeah. This whole thing going. <laughs> um, and he would. It's only after he sends them to jail that Archie comes to him and says, "Like, we're going to give you a job." Well, no, it wasn't Archie. It was uh, Mum. Oh no, it was Mum. It was Mum. It was young Mum. Which actually makes sense to me. I mean, I think that's the right point to turn him, right? She's like, uh, I think you got it, but now I know you get it. Like, she's a really good, that's a really responsible way of dealing with the with the timeline and dealing with it, right? Like, he's a really good, oh, yeah, I thought he was, like, not a great guy. You know what? He's actually a very. See, I feel like, I don't think there's, there's, there aren't any good guys. In this, this whole thing, I don't think. I, yeah. I feel like um, the organization that's doing this, you know, time, tra- you know, turning the clock back and shit and everything. Yeah, they they talk a good talk, but I just I feel like they're still making decisions for everybody that might not be in the best interest of any, everybody. You know what I mean? You're on Ron Burrell's idea that like we should not be we should not be messing with time if we blow ourselves up. Maybe. Ourselves up. 
and we're not. Maybe. Like, we shouldn't <laughs> do it. Like, we... I hear you, but you're not quite as bad. Like, he's like, we don't, he's very depressing. He's like, we don't deserve to live. Humans should not live. We should die. Like, he's a little over the top there, right? But, but I get it, right? I mean, I mean but... there's a whole argument he made that you shouldn't mess with time. And if we mess, if we kill ourselves, we kill ourselves. Like, don't mess with time. Right. Horrible things how many people mess with time. I get it. But. Um, if you thought you had a scot-free system like like the Lazarus Project since they have, wouldn't you do that, maybe? I mean, it's clear that it gets worse and worse. It, it, it's pretty clear that when they first discovered this ability to use the anomaly to change time and undo stuff, it never occurred to them what was happening, right? Like, you think, oh, we saved the world, we saved the world. Let's, you know, and it's only after one or two or five or ten or a hundred turns of the clock, they realize, oh, all these babies didn't get born. Oh, all these people didn't, like, do whatever. All this, you know. Um, and that there are you know, it's people. Like, and but that's the thing. I mean, other than other than that one where we, we see Archie and the other guy reset, you know, reset, what, Jesus. 50 times or whatever mm-hmm. it was, you know, that was worldwide catastrophic. I feel yeah. like a lot of the other stuff that they've talked about and we've seen, while horrible, wasn't on a global scale. Yeah, all right, fine. They stopped World War Three, but mm-hmm. people survived World War Two, World War One. people would have survived World War Three, and, you know, it would have moved on. It wasn't like the end of the human race. Because, you know, some of these things are not human race ending. Are they bad? Yes. But you know what? Yeah. Do it to ourselves. And, you know, like, there's an argument to be made of who do you think you are to make the unilateral decision to change these things? Yes, I get that. Like, playing God, I mean, that's a major theme in all time travel stories. Um, and I get that Robrov has and and Janet have a real reason to think about that. I do think that maybe when like the, the idea of the Lazarus Project started, they thought they they didn't realize there were people who who would know or be affected. Like if you thought you could turn back time and change things without people being affected or knowing about it, you might be like, hey, that's great. It's only us. We're the only people who we're the, we're the Avengers. We're the only people who know, right? But then, as it turns out, you learn that there are people who are, you call them mutants, who know. And then there's more and more and more. And, like, every person that comes into the world is a mutant, you realize how traumatic and horrible it is. And, I mean, I guess there's this part, like, is it worth it to save, reset all these lives to have, like, 10 or 20, like, there's 7 billion people on this planet who get reset. What is the number of people to be traumatized that's worth it, I guess, right? Is that where this show is going? I don't know. I mean, clearly for George, it's only one. For George, it's like, my girlfriend died. This is bullshit. I'm going to redo it. And if you could reset that, would you do it? Like, would you set off a nuke? Like, he believes it's, he believes he's scot-free, right? He believes he can set off Big Boy, reset the timeline, and get her back. But here's the difference. Um, but he's not he's not open to other but, people's trauma. Like his trauma is the only trauma, 
and the trauma he will cause to other people doesn't matter, right? Well, the thing is, I don't think he – I get the feeling, at least the way he's coming across, he doesn't care about himself. He knows he's screwed. He says, oh, big boy, they reset the timeline. He's screwed. They're going to take him out, put him in prison, whatever. But his thing is, at least Sarah will be alive. Okay, but that whole part about how many babies don't get born and how many people lose their child, and maybe they don't yeah, know but you about know what? it, but there is a non-zero right. number of people who are mutants who lose their child exactly. so Sarah can live, right? Not saying which is right or wrong. But, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I know, like, but, like, but that's I, I love thing. that part but of the show. But that's what I'm saying. Okay, but that's but that's but that's what I that's the thing though is like, okay, you you stop. Okay, they stopped him from you know blowing up that area of the world. It wasn't even you know that wasn't that's the thing. Like he's setting off. Um, uh, Dennis is setting off these bombs that isn't worldwide cataclysmic. It's a region. It's bad. Yes, they're resetting because of it. And so what is the only way to reset is a worldwide cataclysmic thing. Like the only reset is it? because oh, he he oh no because he, he's going after Big Boy. He's going after the bomb. He's not going after the anomaly. He's going after these bombs that are no. I know that Big Boy is a bomb, right? So he's yeah. trying to blow up the world to reset back to July first, right? Because there's no ability like to some... find out how to stop. He okay. just wants to, because George doesn't care. Whereas, whereas Roborov wants to stop the entire Lazarus project. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, but, George yeah. only really wants to reset to bring back Sarah. All right. But my my point was, how many babies are are not being born because of them resetting because of this? You know what I'm saying? Like, like what happens yeah. in the original timeline that changes? I mean, I think, and I think Dennis and Janet are the perfect example. They had a son, and whatever yep. minute detail was changed, they now have a girl. Now, it's now, gone, granted, yeah. in the in the now now granted in the grand scheme of things, you still have a baby. Okay. Um, the funny thing about it is, she was but already pregnant. I mean... But the funny thing is, she was already pregnant. <laughs> But they and have a son who they raised for like nine months, and then he disappeared. And then, yeah, know, I mean, that's, that's the heartbreaking what, part is that they saying. thought they thought they're like, let's get pregnant but, before the deadline, and we'll have. And they thought it was going to be the same son, and yeah. it wasn't. They didn't really think that through, right? They like they yeah. love their child, but, but she's not a substitute for the one they lost. Right, but that's my. But that's the funny thing. Like, like that's how. Um, how much everything changes every time. Because she was already pregnant, and then they had the baby, and then they did the reset. But she's already pregnant in the reset. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's already pregnant every fit, time. What yeah. fit? What fit? Yeah, exactly. So how does how did that? That's a you know a scientific question. If you're already pregnant and the baby is already forming, and then it gets reset to that point, you know you're 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 pregnant. The baby's forming. Say say she's a month pregnant. Okay, it gets reset. She's back to being a month pregnant. What the hell changed? Because if you get pregnant before July 1st, it resets. If you get pregnant after July 1st, No, 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 no. No, no like but that's, but that's the thing. She, uh, wait, did they do that? Did she get pregnant? But they, 
But that's the thing. Like, she was yeah, already pregnant in it, the yeah. reset. In the first um, version with the son, she got pregnant before July 1st. Or she delivered before July, whatever, however that right, yes, worked out. Yes, yes. But, she's a, yes, but she's a, they, yeah, purposely, they purposely planned their family to get pregnant, like, after July 1st, see, so the reset would be or whatever. Like, they, perp- yes, yes, I, yes, they talk about it. They do, they talk about it. They talk about how they lost a daughter, and, then, and they're like, oh, it works. They purposely scheduled their pregnancy to not be affected by a reset. And they would always have their son, but they never calculated for having to deliver him like 10, 20, 30 times. Right. The, de- right. the delivery they calculated. They calculated the delivery for, for after the reset. Yeah. But in order to deliver, you got to get the- pregnant by a certain time to deliver after the reset. you got to be pregnant at a certain point to deliver at a certain point. And they were cautioned. If you remember, they no, were but cautioned they don't know. in that already, she, They were cautioned, they they were cautioned the about the delivery. The she was... Yeah. She was already, but but that's what I'm saying. She was already pregnant. She was already pregnant with the son, and then they, they had the baby before the reset. Yeah. And then they and then but then they got reset, and now they had a daughter. But she, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm I'm badly explaining this. Oh, I understand what you think happened, but. I'm, the- yeah, the daughter they pushed, was born they pushed, before the reset. They pushed the delivery. Yeah. No, the, the, they pushed the they put the thing they did was they pushed the delivery back. Like that, that's what they were cautioned against was they were trying to hold off her having the baby until oh, after yeah. the reset, which which back which backfired. Well, but the thing yeah. is, she was already pregnant with a son, got reset, and all of a sudden it's a daughter. Yeah, the son. They deliver the daughter like again. So and how again does how does how does her how does her her physiology change? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like that's how like it's the little things like that that yeah. this organization doesn't take into account. I mean, there could be so many things that have changed, and not and not in a yeah. good way. But they're like, oh, the greater they're like, oh, the greater good. Okay, yeah, the world's still here, but how much? How many more people are going to die because somebody is now a serial killer that wasn't a serial killer? Before, you know what I mean? Or how many people just died yeah. in a train crash because of, you know, it's, it, that's what I like about the show. It's a very, like we can have this conversation all night yeah. <laughs> and we probably shouldn't because it's getting later by the minute. We have two shows. Oh, sure. No. Although I, I mean, before we finish, I do want to talk about that amazing chase sequence where George like he goes on the run to try to to get to a big boy to blow it up, and Shiv finds out, and Shiv is following him, and using like various like technological but also like intellectual means to figure out where he's going and to follow him. Um, it, it, I thought that was really great. I I didn't really think that George was that guy. I kind of forgot that George has been reset so many times and had so much training that he's a skill not. A fully skilled agent, not as good as the rest of them, but a pretty good agent now. And I thought the whole thing was really very tense and very um, high stakes. And uh, like, I really enjoyed watching the whole, the whole thing where ship is on his tail. The cat and mouse, they yeah. fight, they fight, they get on motorbikes, they chase, they do this, they do that up until the really shocking moment when George shoots him. I mean, 
I, I sort of built it up. I wasn't shocked by that at all. I hope you liked it also. <laughs> that he shot him? Yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. But, yeah, no, that whole that whole sequence was great. But, see, and here's the thing about Shiv's character that I'm still – I still haven't figured him out exactly. Why doesn't he tell anybody? Why does he go about it on his own? I know. Like, he I only, feel like, like – secretly, He secretly tells that one guy, like, don't tell anyone, but, like, I'm second door. Why don't you be like, hello, Archie, well, he, hello, Wes, hello, everyone. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Yeah, like, he does that because he's up to something. I feel like his intentions aren't any better than George's. Oh, just, really? Really? Like, you feel like he I, I feel like Sh- get Shiv George is he's or... out for himself. Like, why, you know, because here's the thing that I've been wondering. Why does Shiv take him to see Dennis in the first place? Is it to hear Dennis's sob story so that George doesn't go down the same path and it has the yeah, opposite effect? You're right. You're right. Like, because shit I, seems sympathetic. He seemed really sympathetic to George at that point. You're right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just feel like I, there's a lot more going on with Shiv than what we're, we're getting here. Because in this episode, it seems like Shiv was very upset by, you know, Robert shot Hope, as he did like two weeks ago. He shoots her. He, he, you know, he's out of control. Shiv is, out, I'm not out of control, but he, he, he's out of control. He's very um, emotional, whatever he's doing. Um, Shiv is after him. Shiv seemed to, you might be right. I hadn't really thought about that, but could Shiv have a larger end game here? And what would that be? Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't know because George, I mean, George's plan of blowing up the world is, it's always risky, right? Like, George is like, I'll blow it up, it'll be fine, we'll reset. But there's always a possibility that it'll go the way you intended as Archie learned the hard way. People learn the hard way, it doesn't always go that way. Um, but I do, I mean, you have a good point because for Shiv to not bring anybody else in, and to, like, only bring in that one redheaded guy who's, like, back at a house guy who's, like, let me, how many, how many rubles does it cost to buy a ticket to go to Romania or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, it ends up, he ends up allowing George to say, like, oh, it, tricking that guy into letting Robrov strangle him, Right. Like in the end, that guy goes yeah, in, that was, which was yeah. kind of a, that was kind of a ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Like the idea that this guy would go in there and be like, "Oh, Robert, I have a message for you," um, and the message is like whatever it is is irrelevant, right? Like George tricks him, he goes in, and then Robert strangles him and kills him because he's the only guy who knows what's going on. Um, uh, it, it seems like if you were a person who ran an operation that could reset time you might have better security over your prisoner. <laughs> but I get it, right? But this is a very dangerous He's also their friend. He's also, like, been part of their – they're all sympathetic to him. Like, maybe I wouldn't think, AJ, if, if, you know, if you were in prison for turning back time and I came to talk to you, maybe you wouldn't kill me, right? And I do want yeah. to kill me, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting going forward. What, what was this, episode four, right? And we got ten of them, I think? Yeah. I mean, one thing I like about the show 
is this is not at all the show I was watching in episode one. Like, I thought the Wildlands Project, yeah. they turned back time. I, I was expecting a much more simplistic show along the lines of, what was that show, Timeless, where every week was like a procedural. Yeah, like, what's that? Turned back time, correct things of the week. Like, let's go back and correct this problem in time this week. And right. actually do a different problem. And this show is so not that. I don't know what I'm watching, but it's not anything I've watched. And it's really not necessarily about time, right? I mean, it's about time, but it's more yeah. about, like, these people's motivation or whatever. So, all right. All right. Moving right Strange along. Strange New Worlds. Ooh, all right. So this was the episode where Una was on trial. How'd you like it? Yeah. I thought this episode was amazing. I loved it. I loved, um, I loved it also. I loved it. I th- I think I think my favorite part of the episode is when Mbega and uh uh Orte um what was her name? Cortez, Cortez. Ortegas. Ortegas. Or, Ortega, Ortega, Ortega. When they're sitting there and Mbega's like like wow, they hate each other and she's like, What are you talking about? They're just sitting there all friendly and stuff and he's like, Yeah, no, no. He's like, Vulcans might not act much, but you can tell by their body language. And she's oh, like, yeah. You're crazy yeah. and then Spock and then Spock comes over and he's like, I'm sorry you had to see me like that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm love this Spock is fantastic. Um, I love him. But I like the I like the I really like the story about um Una also. Um and the story yeah. about, you know, this was her trial and I like the whole side story with the lawyer, the lawyer who defends her or does not defend her, whatever's going on. Like I love that um I mean I love the idea that she thinks her lawyer is there to defend her and her lawyer actually has her own agenda. And and that you know, and of course, Star Trek has a has a long history of courtroom courtroom stories are have been in every single yeah. Star Trek that we've seen with the, to the original series, and I like that also. Um, I mean, I th- I mean, given the world you know the world we are currently in and 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 progressing and evolving and everything, I thought it was great in the fact. I mean, you know, everything that Laura said was. Absolutely. She's like, she's like, you want to talk about Federation history? She's like, on Earth, she's like, you people did this and this. At one point, this, you know, you know, talked about segregation and, I, you know, identity and everything, you know, this country has dealt with to compare it to the UNA situation with the augments. And I thought it was just the lines were, everything was delivered beautifully. Like, I feel like that actress yep. did a great great, great job, and it really j- drove home all the points, and I thought that was really great. Um, I love mm-hmm. the way she twisted the law to her favor when once she realized that Una turned herself in, and, you know, and she's like, okay, read this. <laughs> and, you know, and, yeah. and one thing that kind of cracked me up, is the, is the person on the side of the prosecution to be smiling when they know they're about to lose? <laughs> right, yeah. And, and she had such an agenda for the whole, you know, one thing I really liked about this was the idea that she she was using Una for political purposes, um, right? She was like, well, she, I felt like for a long part of this episode, like, if Una had lost her case, 
at least she would have gotten some publicity or some whatever for her civil rights. Yeah, the lawyer the lawyer did not have Una's best interest at heart. She had like she had the the mission. You don't think so? That. I think she did. I mean I, I mean, mean yeah, I, there was I, that No, I didn't. I didn't. I think she had a bigger picture in her mind and that Una wasn't necessarily her priority. She wasn't like she like Well because there was Una a bigger had the same thing going on, right? I mean I mean well the whole thing mm-hmm. is a bigger thing. I mean I mean Una turns herself in to get her her point across. You know she what does. I mean? She does. Um no, I felt the lawyer wasn't really I felt like you know, like this episode was really about there was a lot about like the Una's body and she's got some modifications to you know, and Star Star Trek hates genetic modification. Um there have been a bunch of episodes where, you know, whatever. Um they're not into that. That's there were the they, they called them the genetic wars, the gene wars, the what do they call those? The, um, there was a war. The, the genetic gene, war. Eugenic, eugenic, yeah, the eugenics eugenic, war. Eugenics war, right? Which almost destroyed Earth, right? And so that's why yeah. they're very skittish about like modifications. Um, but I feel like you know, I feel like Pike goes out of his way to get this lawyer, um, who's who's like a big time civil rights lawyer, but. I, yeah, I did feel like she did not have Una. I felt like she was – the message I took was she was kind of using Una. She had she saw Una as an opportunity to make a bigger case and to maybe make well, some headlines exactly. or to make some bigger case law. And if Una well, yeah, fell by the exactly wayside, what, that would be fine. Well, that's exactly what Pike had – you know, Pike, that's how Pike kind of drew her in <laughs> was yeah. by saying well, something, you know, yeah. by saying that. He's like – it was kind of like being like, "Hey, you can go to this report with this. You'll you'll be a big time lawyer with this. You can, or yeah. not a big time lawyer, she already is, but you can have your case with this." Yeah, she's like, but Una, yeah, she's like, "Are you trying to are you trying to bribe me?" And he says, "No, I'm trying to convince you." <laughs> no, and I get why he did it, but I feel like she didn't. And there's a point where she definitely seems to have a different opinion with Una. She's like, "Well, Una, you did lie to Starfleet," which she did, right? She's like, "You did lie to Starfleet." And, and there's a position where she's like, you know, they have a different idea about what it means to be Illyrian. And she's like, you, Una, hid who you are so you could chase your dream. And does that mean that you sold out or didn't have the backup? You know, you're like, I can't remember the lawyer lady's name, but she was more like, you Nira. Made your made your bed with Starfleet so you could follow your dream, but you didn't admit who you are. You didn't follow your truth. You didn't like help your people. You didn't like. She was very as much as she was defending Una, she was really judging Una the whole time. She was like this very like well, yeah, she's cold lawyer, right? Well, she's mad at Una because Una abandoned her when they were kids. Yes, yeah, they had this whole like side thing going on from when they were kids. Like, never hire your lawyer from your childhood. Never get your childhood friend as your lawyer, for starters. But um, I really, I like the whole, I, I like the whole bit about, like, your body and, like, what Una's allowed to do with her body and what, like, there was a whole bit about, you know, how Una, the whole part where her leg is, like, broken and it's not healing, she's going to die and her parents, like, calling someone to like do some remember that part some modification on leg yeah whatever like they, they have like well, they have, medicine 
Yeah, they had to uh, be, they had to get a special doctor because she was already she was that's already medically engineered. She's gonna die, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're like, it's illegal, but this whole like I really liked how they set it up with this whole thing about parents trying to help their child. There's medicine that's illegal, and then she's got other, you know, and the way that the idea that she's got to hide who she like. There, there's a bunch of parallels to other kinds of. I mean, I don't want to draw it necessarily to people, like other kinds of, honestly, body modification, which is part of it. But, you know, how do you control your own body? Who gets to know what you've done to your body? And why should your employer know about it or anybody else and and what it means? And, like, it's a very kind of well-thought, fairly thought and timely story, I think, right, about what's going on with her. Yeah. Um. And then also there's that whole separate story about, like, here's someone who's trying to leverage their own political interest using her case. And she's her friend, but she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to, you know, win this. And if you go to prison for 20 years, whatever. That's not – that's an oversimplification. I don't think that she ever intended that that ownership of 20 years sentence, well, but I think, think that she intended – like, if she had to sacrifice Una to the greater good, that would have been okay. But to be fair, had she lost the case, had she lost the case, that doesn't do her her, her agenda any good, actually. It doesn't. But I, I think that she, I think she wanted to win the case. And if she destroyed Unification or if she, if she, you know, did, like, she had a goal and Una was going to be maybe sacrificed to that in some ways, right? Yeah, I didn't, feel, I didn't feel that at all. I didn't feel I mean, any I of that. Like, I, feel like, really, I feel like there was a real part where this lawyer had her own agenda that didn't necessarily – okay, maybe I'm overthinking it, but her political agenda did not match Una's political agenda for sure, right? They definitely didn't see eye to eye for a good chunk of their discussions. Because she was also, she was very like, oh, Una, you hid who you are, so you can, you know, there was this idea, like, if, like, there was this whole don't ask, don't tell thing, right? Una was very don't ask, don't tell, let me, like, be part of Starfleet, whereas lawyer lady was like, I'm out and I'm proud kind of person. Not so much, but she, but she was a little bit, I'm overstating, but she was more like, Una, you, you think they're your friends, but they don't know who you are because you're going to lie. And she had a much idea about what it means to be Illyrian in the world and what you should be willing to do. Right? Like, she was she was definitely not yeah. down with Una's career of, like, don't ask, don't tell, I think. Well, again, that goes back to their childhood when Una's, fam- Una's family – you know, to pretend it to be normal and yeah. left the other Illyrians behind who weren't as. Yeah. yeah. So that's like resentment from your childhood. Yeah. Um, I, I, for me, I, so I've seen a couple of episodes. I've seen like four or six episodes because I watched some, I did an interview with Jamie. I've watched some trailers, some screeners. And I must say, I love this episode. There's some really fun stuff coming. And I can't wait to talk about it next week. All right. And hope to have Luna back on the crew, right? 
Oh, she is back on the crew. She's not going to be the major. All right, so do we only have Silo now? Is that our last story? We only have the best show in the world. Oh, so good, right? Yeah. Uh, talk to me about Silo. So, so this was such a great, great episode, I thought. It, um, the tension is so high. Chase is so good, and um, the revelation about maybe what's happening in the side. I didn't want to talk about that because I'd love to hear what you think about it. Because you know, I've, I've read, I know where next episode is going because I've read the books. But this was this was an amazing episode. This show is so good. So the first thing I thought with this episode, I was laughing my ass off because Juliet, we find, you know, we see what Juliet does when she jumps over, she jumped down to the landing part. But she, doesn't, she doesn't know how to land. She like basically fell on her face. <laughs> like learn to roll girl. <laughs> like, mm, yeah. Um, no. So, and then we get this whole thing with the number 18 we found out the hard drive's number is 18, which freaks the mayor out, um, Tim Robbins' character. Yeah, he but he's also, got, he's, also got, he's also got a keychain with, like, a little glowing crystal with an 18 on it. So I'm wondering Wait. if he knew, like, that, that it's like a Bluetooth type of thing here that, that he knew that the hard drive was in action yeah. um, because of it, which I thought was kind of interesting. So, hmm, like, interesting, I feel yeah. like... I, I'm wondering if there's going to be more about the number 18. Or I was also thinking, is this silo number 18? Like, I mean, I can't believe this is the only silo left in the world. So I'm wondering, are there 18 other silos across the country? Or 17 other silos across the country? And this is silo number hmm. 18. And this, you know, yeah, which is why the hard drive is specific to the, you know, the hard drive is specifically numbered 18 because it's that silo's specific hard drive of the goings-ons. Once you leave, I mean, there's lots of stuff on there. The only stuff we've seen was the first person that went out to clean and saw the birdies. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, what, what do you think about, I mean, so we saw, we saw George also, so it's all George had this video. George admits yeah. that he's, he pretty much admits that he's using Jewel, but he says, I'm in love with you, but George yeah, like, he, went he down the, there. Yep, he admits to using her, but he says the damnedest thing happened along the way, he's like, I fell in love with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, yeah. I, I believe, but it's kind of hard to believe now, when, right, like, why should she believe that? I believe him. Whatever. Yeah, I believe him. There's no, you know what? There's no reason not to believe him because when he's making the video, he knows there's a good chance that he's probably dead when she's watching. Yeah. Him. You know, like he said, he's like, he's like, hopefully I'm sitting next. Hopefully I'm sitting next to you, seeing the look on your face. But if I'm not, <laughs> then yeah. I mean, he he knows. Yeah, we saw, he, he we saw flashbacks where things. he behaved. He behaves like a man in love or whatever, and and she's fantastic. We uh, he was not in love with her. Um. But, I mean, the video was. I love the part where he's like, um, so I'm making a video. Back in the day, they called this a video. Actually, that's like, what they call it. Like, 
like I, I love the idea that she's never seen like the idea of seeing a yeah. person on a on a screen like that is like blowing her mind, right? That was so yeah. cool. Well, same thing. Same thing with Patrick and the IT guy. They were like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and so it, it appears that maybe, I mean, so the mayor. Um, the mayor's in a total freak out. The new mayor, right? He's in a total freak out. He's like yeah. definitely. I mean, he's kind of hysterical. I think, right? He's definitely like kind of yeah. losing his shit over this. Um, whereas Common, um, his name is, I think, Rob. They call him Rob Sims. a lot in this. Yeah, Robert, Robert Sims. He, yeah, he he has a little bit more grip on himself. And I'm not sure if that's because he knows or because he doesn't know what's going on. Maybe because he doesn't know. He definitely doesn't know. Oh, he knows. It, 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 it he, became clear. Well, it became clear. <laughs> it became clear in this episode that he and his wife are very ambitious. And he hopes to be the mm-hmm. mayor someday, I think, right? He wants to be the mayor. Yeah. His wife wants him to be the mayor. They're very ambitious. Um, they know a lot about what's going on. I'm not sure they know, and they know about, I don't think they know about the book, right? So so the book. So, so we have two artifacts in this episode. We have the hard drive moving around, but we have the book, um, Billings, goes to um, the sheriff's apartment and he reads the book and then he burns it, which was, uh, I mean, you want to cry when you watch that, right? Yeah, here's the thing. Why? Why did he burn the book and rip out that one page? That's what I'm not sure about. I couldn't understand why he would do that. Well, I'm talking about either because if you're going to burn it, just burn it, right? And if you're going to save it, just save right. it. Why would Why you take you... one page and burn the rest? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, it's I mean, I guess I could see it's easy. I mean, the only thing I could think is it's easier to hide one page than it is to hide a whole book. No. That's the only thing. I, that's value... the only reason I could think of. I mean, honestly, I, I think it would have been smarter for him to put it back where he found it. Because they didn't yep. find it the first time, and they're not going to search. They're not going to search the apartment again. So why not well, leave it there? I think the value of the book is much greater than one page. One page doesn't have the value of the entire book. The, like he exactly. read the whole book, and his mind was blown, as everyone's is, right? But one page yeah. is not like. So did he like? Is he afraid? Like, did he burn it because he's a loyalist and he's afraid, or is he afraid of being I'm not killed sure. and he wants to be with his kid? Is he? I don't know either. I'm, I really don't know. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because he he seems like he does want to know the truth. Like, you know, that conversation he has with his wife where she's like pleading with him to just stop, you know, stop and just, do, you know, get a desk job and just think about your child. And he's like, like, it's not fair, you know, you know, so like, I feel like yep. there's a part of him that wants to know the truth, you know, and it's, I mean, yeah. the whole th- thing is just insane. And he's married um, to the wrong just... woman. Like, he's married to the wrong woman because, you know, she she tells the story where she, you know, when um, um, when the sheriff comes to her house and there's a whole thing where she's tapped in and she lets her go in the end. And they have this conversation where she's like, well, I didn't Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, to... stop, stop, stop. Hold on. You, you just switched characters on me. I was talking oh. about Billing's wife. 
Billings' wife. Yeah, Billings' wife. Remember when? Remember when? Um, when she's being held captive in her apartment? Okay, that was. Uh, you're talking about that Sims's wife that she that that Juliet. Oh, that's Sims' wife. I'm sorry, that's Sims' wife. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, Billings' I'm, wife. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Billings. Yeah. Billings comes home. Billings' wife. Yeah. Yep. Billings. Yeah. 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 Sims's wife is a totally Billings different story. Yeah, Billings' wife has a totally different. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. It was Sims. Yeah, I don't know why I conflated those two. I'm sorry. Because um, <laughs> okay. Billings' wife has been helping him. Billings, Billings tells that story about like, you know, having the syndrome and how he he got in a fight with that kid and punched him in the face and it's, you know, and Billings' wife has has been helping him cover that up. Um, Sims' wife was told. Yeah. Right. Um, but so, so think about that whole business of like watching the hard drive, right? You know, um, we find, they find a way to, they get this hacker, right? Like there's two or there's two times, I think in this episode where they're trying to hack into the thing. They hack into the hard drive, they're trying to, you know, there's all this code and, and there's this video and George says like, this sort of thing and, and, and you see um, this little thing on the screen. So I don't know what you, what do you think about that? The whole, like, what do you think is in the hard drive? Where do you think it came from? What's going on? Obviously, Timothy Hutton is very nervous about it. Robbins. Timothy Robbins. <laughs> oh, Robbins, yes. Timothy Robbins, sorry. Um... I mean, I, the, I mean, obviously the hard drive is the answer to everything. I mean, there's, there's everything's on that hard drive. All the proof that the outside world is livable uh, is obviously oh, yeah. on there. I mean, we see. I mean, it looks like I'm, I'm going to assume that all the cleanings are on there. Um, yeah, there's thousands of things on the on that, right? They're like, oh, where there's thousands came- of lines of. Yeah, where it came from, who, who, how they procured it in the first place, no idea. I'm going to guess it's probably during the revolution or the rebellion. But that's kind of crazy, right? Because if it came from the rebellion, that means they were cleaning even before then, um, right? Like, how old is that shit? And how long have they been living there and doing clean? It's crazy, right? I mean, I'm yeah. not saying I don't agree with you. Well, it's 100, because I 140 do. years. <laughs> yeah, they're under Yeah, and also there's a whole new idea about cleaning because we saw last week Common say, "Oh, he want to clean," and she's like, "No, I don't." And somebody else is like, "Yeah," and like, there's no. I mean, it's so it's such bullshit. It's such. It's not like. It's not like there's any sort of real court system where you come into court and you say, no. "AJ, do you want to clean?" Yes, I want to clean. Okay, you go clean. It's a complete bullshit system because they obviously are afraid of her, afraid of Juliet, and they want to get rid of her, and they've yeah. done it before. Um, but whatever it means. So we had a bunch of um, stuff on the video this week where George says um, that Juliet, he admits that he kind of used her, right, until I fell in love with her. But he says, um, listen... I went all the way down there, and there's water. He talks about oh, the, the water door, yeah. and how you're going to be through the water, right? Like, talk about that. Hello, because I – what do you think about that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been saying for a while that I think there's something down there. 
And, you know, and he, he kind of confirmed it this week. He's like, yeah, he's like, I found a 15-foot door <laughs> in the water. He's like, you have to get <laughs> yeah. that door open. Which leads to the question, are they, you know, with, my, with me thinking about maybe this is silo number 18, does that door, is that like a, you know, underground tunnel that connects to other silos? Excuse me. You okay there? Yeah, I had a little cough there. I mean, yeah, it's hard to say. He he's very like, um, and we saw, we you know, it's funny because we saw in episode like two or three where Juliet is in the water trying to like save the yeah the cool the cool thing right? down yeah. And so is that a part of what's going to happen? I, I don't really know. I, I've read the book, but that's not really a thing that I under, know or can predict. Yeah. I want, I, 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 and, unfor- and unfortunately, I mean, you know, next week's the finale. And uh, oh, I, I, so I feel much. like... I can't even imagine. I feel like, I feel like opening the door is going to be the end of the episode. <laughs> Uh, and then you gotta wait like a year for the next one, right? Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I am loving it. But at I least we know it's so well done. I'm loving it. Yeah, it's 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 really well done. Everything, the, the writing is great. The acting is great. Everything is uh, everything has been great about the show. The the, the whole mystery itself. Because I, you know, I mean, the the biggest thing is, you know, it's. I think about, I you know, I think about Snowpiercer a little bit, like watching this. Like, why, if if the outside world you can live in it, why are they so afraid of letting everybody go outside? And the only thing I could think of is something we've talked about numerous times with uh, uh, Snowpiercer, with. Uh, uh, Wilford, which is these pa- people, the people in power seem to like power so much. If they let people out, they don't have that power anymore. That's that's the only thing that I can really think would be the answer. Because you don't have any like constituents, any people, any people that are part of your yeah. Like, because if you want to go, just go. But then, who am I in charge of? Right about power. It's the only thing that makes any sense. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, why can people inside? I mean, there could be something else. There there, you know, there could be something, a deeper thing, which, given with what we've gotten from this show, I totally got on board with. Just a matter of waiting and finding out. I mean, either way, it's about power, right? Either way, it's power. No matter what's going on in that silo, it's power. There are definitely, like, huge power games between judicial and you know, other, um, I don't even know all the whole, uh, and like mechanical. Well, I mean, it, it, it's basically, I mean, it's, it's, it's the uppers versus the lowers. I mean, it's, you know, old yeah. tale is old. Isn't that always the way? That's, that's the story well, yeah, of exactly. life. Yeah. Exactly. So. The 1% versus the, versus everybody else. Yeah. Always. Exactly. Yep. 
So, all yeah, right, so that's the end of our. <coughs> oh, excuse me, I'm coughing again. I guess that's the end of our thing here. Next week is the season finale of Silo. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Can't wait to find out what happens and what you think about it. And... Oh, and 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 because because you and I, neither one of us thought about it. Did you? Um, we'll have another show next week. Um, what? Secret Invasion. Uh, Secret Invasion, we, yeah. Did you watch the first episode? No, I failed to watch it. I'm sorry. I'm going to watch it. And, get a <laughs> well, and it's funny. When, when, you, when, when you texted me today, I didn't even think about it until Jamie said something at the beginning of the podcast. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I don't have to forget about that. I know. So, so now you got, two, um, so you got two episodes to watch. All right. Great. We'll bring it because we'll have some other stuff that's finished. So, well, all yeah, right. And, yeah. And, and the first episode, I, it was really good. I liked it a lot, so I think this is going to be fun, this, this show. Ooh, all right. You watched it. All right. So we'll catch it next week. All right. Great. Yep. All right. And thank you for a great so week, guess, as usual. That brings us to the conclusion of another amazing episode of Fandom Access. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We shall return next week. Hopefully, Jamie has watched something and caught up. <laughs> I won't hold my breath, though. Yep, we hope so. All right. Well, have a great week, Karen, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Bye. Night.